Hello, wherever you're listening to us, I hope you're staying safe and doing well. I'm Hari Arakli, and this is today's tech briefing. In this program, but email is the only ubiquitous communication medium. I can reach anybody on the planet. It's an open standard. I also wager there's far more business deals that are closed on email than any other communication medium. That's after these headlines. Google is blocking ad targeting based on the age, gender, or interests of people under 18, the company said yesterday. It also said it would turn off location history feature, which tracks location data for users under 18 globally. It will further expand the types of age-sensitive ad categories that are blocked for users up to 18 and will turn on safe searching filters for users up to that age. Google is introducing a new policy for all under 18s and their parents or guardians to request the removal of a young person's images from Google image search results, the company said in a blog post, as part of several changes regarding young users. Apple's next iPhone lineup will get at least three major new camera and video recording features, which the company is betting will be key enticements to upgrade from earlier models, Bloomberg reports. The new handsets will include a video version of the phone's portrait mode feature, the ability to record video in a higher quality format called ProRes, and a new filters-like system that improves the look and colors of photos, Bloomberg's Mark Gurman reports. The camera features are seen as some of the biggest selling points for the iPhone 12's successor, which is expected to go on sale in the next several weeks. Beyond the camera enhancements, the new iPhones will get relatively modest upgrades. Last year, Apple revamped the iPhone design, added 5G wireless networking, and updated the camera hardware. For this year, the company will retain the same 5.4-inch and 6.1-inch regular sizes and 6.1-inch and 6.7-inch Pro screen dimensions, as well as their designs, according to Bloomberg. Xiaomi has introduced its Mi Mix 4 bezel-less smartphone with an under-the-display 20MP selfie camera. Xiaomi has used a new micro-diamond pixel pattern with customized algorithms which ensure minimum light refraction, GSM Arena reports. The area above the camera packs 400 pixels per inch density, so even the tiniest of text remains perfectly readable. The whole panel is protected by Gorilla Glass Victus and features a 120Hz refresh rate and full HD Plus resolution. The phone is also equipped with the Snapdragon 888 Plus processor and is powered by a 4500 mAh battery, according to GSM Arena. Xiaomi has also unveiled its Pad 5 tablets, its first tablets in three years. The lineup consists of a Wi-Fi-only variant and a Pad 5 Pro version that has both Wi-Fi and 5G. The Pro runs on Snapdragon 870, while the Pad 5 has the Snapdragon 860, meaning they are among the most powerful Android tablets available today. HP has announced a Chromebook tablet PC and an all-in-one Chromebase, Thorot reports. The HP Chromebook X2 11 is an 11-inch tablet PC that's similar in both form and function to Microsoft's Surface Pro lineup. It features a thin and light CNC aluminium body with an 11-inch 2K display 
and the 3 is to 2 aspect ratio is powered by Snapdragon 7C Compute Platform Wi-Fi 5 and optional 4G LTE connectivity. It is bundled with an HP wireless rechargeable pen and a detachable type cover like keyboard and touchpad, according to Therot. And pricing starts at $600 in the US, where it will be available in October. The HP Chrome-based 21.5-inch all-in-one desktop is billed as the world's first Chrome-base all-in-one with a rotating display. It features a 21.5-inch Full HD display and it can rotate 90 degrees between landscape and portrait orientations and tilt upward by 20 degrees. It has an Intel Core processor with up to 16 GB of RAM and 256 GB of storage and it offers dual 5-watt speakers that are powered by Bang and Olufsen audio optimizations. The HP Chrome-based 21.5-inch all-in-one desktop will be available later this month in the US. Prices for the desktop also start at $600 in the US, according to Therot. Salesforce is venturing into video streaming with the launch of a new service aimed at business professionals called Salesforce Plus, the company said in a press release today. Salesforce Plus will debut during Salesforce's annual conference Dreamforce in September. It will be a free service that will feature original programming from Salesforce and eventually content created by its clients. The content will be available on demand 24 bar 7, but it will also feature live event programming starting with Dreamforce, Axios reports. The company has hired around 50 editorial staff to help launch the service, including scriptwriters and broadcast producers. It plans to fill many more editorial roles in the months to come as it builds up its programming, according to Axios. Probosoft, a digital technologies company in the southern Indian town of Udupi, is being acquired by Japanese tech staffing and services firm Technopro Holdings for about 8.1 billion rupees or $108 million, the company said yesterday. Founder Rohit Bhatt will exit to focus on his other ventures like 99 Games and Global Delight that was spun off in 2015, Economic Times reports. Bhatt founded Robosoft in 1996 as a software services company and then offered app development as a service and focused on Apple's Mac platform. Today, the company offers product advisory, design, engineering and analytics. Robosoft counts Ascent Capital and Kalari Capital among its investors, and Apple was its first customer. Robosoft has built mobile apps for customers including McDonald's, ESPN, HP, Aviva, Warner Brothers, Network 18, Sony Live, The Times of India, Lego, Target, Namshi and Vodafone, according to ET. Neuron7.ai, a cloud software startup focused on the new category of service intelligence, has raised $4.2 million in seed investment from Nexus Venture Partners and Battery Ventures, the San Jose and Pune-based company said in a press release. The company, founded by Niken Patel and Vinay Saini, is helping drive the transformation of customer service into a cloud-based AI-powered workflow particularly for customers managing complex products in technology, manufacturing and healthcare, where service organizations are required to handle hundreds of product models, versions, errors and issues. There seems to be a renewed interest in email, 
with investors backing companies like Superhuman in Silicon Valley and last week billionaire Bhavin Turakya's Titan email. Titan, meant for business users, raised $30 million from Automatic, the parent company of WordPress. Turakya argues that it isn't renewed interest but that email has always been growing and the time is ripe to reinvent it specifically for the business user. I spoke to him about his plans for Titan and here's more from that conversation. Bhavan, welcome to this podcast. Thank you for making time. There seems to be increased interest in email. Uh, investors are backing companies like uh, Superhuman and now you have raised uh, $30 million from Automatic. Tell us why you think uh, there is this increased interest. Um, I would I would wager that you know the renewed interest is more of a, a, a anomalous thought than the fact that email has actually been consistently growing and in fact is the only ubiquitous communication medium that exists around the world, right? Today, if I want to reach somebody on instant messaging, uh, there's only closed platforms. There's no open platform. I'd have to even, you know, I'd have to participate in the platform you participate in, whether it's WhatsApp or Facebook or uh, MSN or Slack or Flock or, you know, one of the companies that I run. Uh, <clears throat> but email is the only ubiquitous communication medium. I can reach anybody on the planet. It's an open standard. Uh, I also wager there's far more business deals that are closed on email than any other communication medium. So it's always been around, you know, billions of users on the planet use it, uh, more than a billion business accounts, etc. Um, I think the part of the renewal interest in, uh, and at least what, you know, what clicked for us when we started Titan as a project two years ago is to focus really on working professionals and businesses and micro SMBs and small businesses and create really an email product from ground up that fulfills their needs. Because if you think about it, it's been more than a decade and a half since there's been any meaningful innovation in the email world. And even then, it was more personal email. Um, and even today, in spite of the fact that email is a lifeblood for many business organizations, and, and especially for external communication, um, the interfaces and software apps that we use for email for our work look no different from the ones that we use for in our personal lives, even though the needs for a business when it comes to email is substantially different from the needs you know, for personal email. You know, quantum of email, frequency of email, what you need to do customer communication, follow-up, follow-throughs. There's many, many different needs, but um, nobody's really reinvented email for business purpose. And so Titan's goal and objective is to actually um, create a product ground-up built for businesses, for working professionals that makes them makes it more efficient for them to operate their email and manage their customer relationships. Hmm. And you've now struck a partnership with Automatic, the parent company of WordPress. Tell us a bit about that. Why automatic and how will it be mutually beneficial? Thank you, Hari. Yes, absolutely. So automatic is the parent company of WordPress.com. And the founder of automatic, Matt, is also the co-founder of um, WordPress.org, the open source WordPress website uh, content management system. WordPress actually powers about 42% of the websites. So the open source WordPress powers about 42% of the websites in the world. And automatic itself has hundreds of millions of free WordPress users and millions of paid WordPress users. The partnership with Automatic, I mean, we started discussing a commercial partnership, um, you know, last October, actually a few months before that, perhaps. Uh, um, so close to a year ago. And the goal was to have, since Automatic works with so many different businesses and small businesses across the globe, the goal was to provide Titan in partnership with them to their entire base. And, you know, very quickly, Matt's an amazing product guy. <laughs> we, you know, we had sort of a clear meeting of the minds, a match of wavelength. Um, you know, I've fundamentally not taken external capital from any of my projects in the past. 
but here there was a clear strategic fitment um, uh, belief in the vision uh, goal to sort of simultaneously provide the best of breed email product to a large sort of audience worldwide and so um, we both sort of quickly um went on to sort of discussing how to make the partnership more strategic and and it resulted in this uh, um eventually closing an investment of about 30 million into titan at a 300 million dollar valuation uh partnership has a lot of strategic aspects so it's not you know the capital is kind of probably one of the smaller elements and by virtue of this partnership uh we're deeply integrating titan into the wordpress.com ecosystem where uh today if you go to wordpress you know every wordpress.com if if you buy a wordpress uh you know package or a website you automatically get titan email bundled with it um and the entire software is sort of deeply integrated you know our control panel is integrated into their control panel you can launch your inbox from there there are pieces of wordpress that we're integrating into titan etc so making it a really closely integrated ecosystem um it's actually one of the most frequently requested features by the way from the wordpress community itself um, from their customers on getting a single integrated experience for managing their website and managing their email and so we're sort of facilitating that so there's a lot of strategic benefit to both parties hmm and you mentioned various ways in which business email is different from the way people use email personally can you give us a sense of how titan addresses some of these business requirements absolutely so i can talk about a few interesting features and then there's several more in the pipeline so we have this notion of automated follow up reminders one of the common use cases that you have when you in business correspondence is let's say i send a you know business proposal to you hari and i expect you to respond back in a certain period of time but if you don't reply back i want to follow up with you now if i'm getting you know 20 customer inquiries a day from my website as a small business um, i'm not going to be able to keep track of every one of them but you know with titan you can actually auto set a follow up reminder such that if i send an email and you don't reply in let's say 3 days or 5 days um titan will automatically remind me to sort of follow up with you um we have the notion of saved email templates you know again in business correspondence there are a lot of time you reuse the same snippets um the same paragraphs introducing your company and so on and so forth so you can save these in the form of templates and reuse them multiple times to have to sort of type them all over again or copy paste them from a previously sent mail uh we have the notion of scheduling your emails so many a times you want to have a scenario where if i'm sending you an email i want it to land in your inbox you know first thing monday morning let's say first thing you know tomorrow morning or so on and so forth um you know titan has a the ability to sort of schedule your email um um and ensure that it sort of reaches top of the inbox at a particular time so tons of things like this that um, already exist and, and then various others that we are um looking to build as we go along hmm and today there is as you know a lot of excitement uh, over uh, ai uh, being applied to multiple areas in business Uh, what are some of the ways in which uh, you may have already infused ai into titan email and what are some of the features uh, we can expect to see in the foreseeable future sure so most of our machine learning and ai today is more applied internally to uh, do automated data analysis that enables us to figure out uh, um you know figure out um, um capabilities that we should provide there's two specific areas that were leveraging ai and ml in both internally and which will also manifest which also manifest themselves externally for customers in terms of features one is you know our you know entire anti spam um process or trying to make sure that we classify those emails that come from spammers etc and uh, ensure that we don't waste your time um the second is is kind of the opposite of that we're working on this interesting you know priority inbox where typically again if you're receiving 50 100 different correspondences in a week some some cases even more than that 
emails in a week um there are some that are important that you need to that need your attention right away there are some that are not but a typical inbox just tends to be one single list of items in a chronological order and so how do we surface uh, those emails that are much more important to you in comparison to ones that are less important we're actually working on some algorithms to kind of structure that piece those are the um, areas in which ai would play a part email remains uh, still text uh, dominated or text heavy whereas there have been lots of advances in uh, vision and speech do you see that uh, changing email in the future that's a good question hari i think uh, to me email reflects an underlying need for what i call long form asynchronous communication and i've seen this happen in many many other industries hari that um, fundamental needs of consumers and users actually don't really change because they evolve from basic human nature for instance take radio radio has just morphed into podcasts in effect it's you know it's improved convenience increased um access to content and so on and so forth um uh, but the form of content does not change right what we're recording out here is is no different from a radio show that used to be recorded and played on and perhaps still is in many ways on various radios right same with television it's become on demand but the format you know we're still you know 5 years ago 10 years ago 25 years ago we had half an hour episodes and one hour episodes and series and we still have them we just consume them through a netflix or a hulu or whatever not right and so i think fundamentally if i apply that same logic here hari there's always going to be between human beings there's going to be a need for you know real time you know virtual meetings which is where video calling comes in there's going to be a need for uh, synchronous rapid communication which is where instant messaging comes in and there is always going to be permanently a need for asynchronous written long form communication today you might you call it email you call it something else it doesn't really matter that need is a fundamental human need so um, as and when you know technology enhances it will only open up more channels and more communication uh, mediums but it doesn't change that underlying fundamental need that will always exist correct me if i'm wrong uh, but under your company flock you already had an email service called flockmail uh, how is titan different So actually, Flockmail was just a precursor of Titan, Nahari. When we were experimenting with product market fit, we didn't come up with a brand name. We were just sort of playing around with it and creating the product, and then subsequently, uh, eventually launched it specifically under the Titan brand. Okay, so whoever was using Flockmail, maybe even as beta users and so on, uh, will all have been moved to uh, Titan, right? Or they have already been moved? They have already. Uh, the branding change took place several months ago. Uh, they are already on. this new platform absolutely hmm. tell us about flock itself what is the latest with flock well i mean it's you know going strong we have a product that's being used by about 100000 uh, plus users there um, and uh, and growing we've got kind of new businesses uh, that are signing up um, uh, every day uh, in terms of product development um, larger portion of the focus and attention now of the team is on uh, building out the remaining pieces of titan um, flock is sort of fairly mature um but it still continues to grow are there ways in which uh, titan and flock can integrate in some way currently they are independent products the intention eventually is you know we do intend to build out other products hari and and then eventually also create a suite um that small businesses can use comprising of all the communication and collaboration tools that they might need for a lay person uh, help us better understand why a business should use uh, titan as against outlook or google workspace what is the what are the distinct advantages absolutely so some of the um, elements that i spoke about before kind of still apply which is that 
when it comes to email so titans got email calendaring and contacts and when it comes to email what you get in outlook in google workspace is essentially was built originally for personal email and so it was built ground up for personal email and slightly modified for enterprise mail and doesn't necessarily contain the kind of capabilities and features you would look for in you know email that's relevant for businesses so that's really where uh where titan shines uh, some of the features and functionalities that we've already built and the ones that we are looking to build out make it far more um relevant for businesses and offer capabilities that are much more that will improve your efficiency as a business how many businesses have signed up to use titan so far so most of our uh, marketing started about sort of a year ago uh, and has gone into full gear about 6 months ago today we have upwards of 100000 active subscribers and about 70000 odd 70% of them are paid subscribers give us a sense of what you have seen in terms of how people have changed the way they work of course we know about uh, uh, remote working and so on but in areas where uh, titan and flock are relevant what are the biggest changes that you've come across i mean i think yeah you already touched upon that remote work sort of obviously accelerated meaningfully and therefore the need for tools like titan and flock have increased i think with the uh, the absence of sort of meeting in person and face to face as often there is now a greater need for tools that create kind of serendipity that enable you know uh, sort of forming a bond because there's lots and lots of things that happen in a office environment that we take for granted that may not necessarily happen when everybody's working remotely and everybody's working in different locations right so i think um, uh, those areas are sort of definitely areas in which uh, more tooling and more effort needs to be taken and, and there'll be some interesting sort of plays that will come around uh, in those areas i mean i think you know many things have changed like i've the deals that we've closed remotely that otherwise one would have never ever you know thought feasible to sort of ever close remotely uh i would say efficiencies have improved in many there are definitely some gaps and efficiency have reduced in some respect and not being able to sort of like being able to collaborate together so one of the things that i have found is when it comes to day to day work small projects quick you know decisions quick implementations actually working remotely helps you know you you can you don't need to have con- you know breaks you don't need to have as in you can jump from one meeting to another without having to travel anywhere you have lots of inefficiencies that have been cut out but when it comes to long term planning hari you know whiteboarding a five year plan thinking strategy uh, coming up with a paradigm shift building zero to one motions these uh, tend to require a greater degree of collaboration um that has to be done parts of it have to be done in person and so so i think those aspects i think um, um organizations need to take care of that remote work will help you with incremental innovation and incremental growth but when you want to think of paradigm shifts in 0 to 1 you you need to basically be able to uh, have enough time spent together whiteboarding in the same space vibing off each other to, to to create some of those big you know breakthroughs give us a sense of what other products you would like to develop i mean there's certainly going to be hygiene stuff you know um docs drive um, but our own take on it we have some you know interesting ideas and thoughts around that video calling and things of like that basically to sort of complete out our suite and um other than that you know we're looking at email marketing appointment booking creating your online identity i think a lot of people don't have i mean to me the very fact that um, like i think every single individual in the world should have an online identity online content online site and things like that so there's lots and lots of those areas that i think are are going to accelerate especially with now covid and remote work and so on and so forth and so i think that is kind of where where um, where i think we'll be focusing um, some of these
Okay, excellent. Uh, many thanks again, uh, Bhavan, for making time for this. Uh, appreciate it. And I hope to keep the conversation going. My pleasure. Thanks a lot, Hari. That was Bhavan Thurak here. That's it for this briefing. You can find all our podcasts on ForbesIndia.com and on your favorite podcast apps. I'm Hari Arakli. Thank you for listening.